indeed there are more questions than answers like when quarantine is over let's not tell some people hi america <laughs> yeah that's true hello world my name is adrian lee and i am your host i have a quarantine tip for you actually you yeah. never have to loosen your pants if you never wear any welcome to the show more questions Great. than answers <sighs> the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste if you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Now each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed picks and pulls, on her unconscious mind, and that's the very tune that she snores. Let's have a listen tonight. That's Jingle Bells. It's not Jingle Bells. It can't possibly be Jingle Bells every week. My mother's snoring. Happy birthday. Oh. Do you know why my mother's snoring happy birthday? Uh -huh. Today is my birthday the show has fallen on my birthday and it's quite a big one i know it's 60. <laughs> oh you're 60 cheeky years old <laughs> bloody hell <laughs> don't listen to a word they're saying ladies and gentlemen they're just jealous when i'm 60. i'm 64 now so no only... <laughs> wow that escalated anything else you want to come up with i was hoping for presents and cool girls and singing and <laughs> we got a gorilla we got there is a gorilla sat there yeah yeah Maggie's. michelle you've not shaved for a while have you due to quarantine but i wouldn't go as far as a gorilla nice mustache oh two mustaches lucky me but it is it is my birthday today so thank you to all of those people that have sent me birthday wishes on facebook i wish to thank you all for that bit disappointing really to have such a large birthday party in quarantine no large birthday party, no celebrations, no groups of people. When all this is done and dusted, I'm going to celebrate hard my really? my Ooh. birthday party. Yes. It How may end you? up in September at this rate, but this is exactly what we're going to do. 
So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Heather used to spin that toilet paper like it was on Wheel of Fortune. Now she turns it like she's cracking a safe. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello. How's your week going? You having a good week? Eh, no. No? Oh, it's disappointing. Well, we'll <laughs> pep things up tonight. We'll do a few <laughs> quiz questions. We'll get a drink inside you. Anything can happen in the next hour. What's four inches long, two inches wide, and drives women crazy? The empty toilet roll tube left without being replaced. <laughs> I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Mora. Minnesota and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle often wonders if she could get away with murder, but then she remembers she can't even eat pancakes without getting syrup all over her. Welcome to the show, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Waffles are just pancakes with abs, aren't they? Yeah. Is breakfast going to be long? No, it's going to be round. I was disappointed this week. I saw in the news. Do you remember the film Splash yeah. with Daryl Hannah, Tom Hanks? It's being shown on the Disney Channel right now. Okay. Well, there's a scene, if you recall, where Daryl Hannah is running naked into mm -hmm. the sea. They've not digitised her bottom, but they've put false hair with CGI really long to hide her bottom. They've put fake hair. She looks like yak hair. Oh. So I saw this in the news. You can go and see it for yourself. Apparently, Disney does not want to see Daryl Hannah's bottom. Huh. But you do. Well, I'm not against the idea. <laughs> and it was your birthday. Week. I thought she looked great as Pris when she was in Blade Runner back oh, in the yeah, day. What a part that was. Awesome. But yes, they've covered her bottom in fake hair for those watching the Disney Channel that do not want to see Daryl Hannah's bottom. This is outrageous. I was also disappointed to realise that a landlady was not the same as a mermaid. I just thought I'd share that. <laughs> with you. Do you know why the Little Mermaid wears seashells for a bra? A and B sizes were too small, apparently. They're mad, they're bad. And they are paranormal. We have reached Season 3, Episode 99. If it wasn't for my birthday, we'd have been doing 99 Red Balloons Go By by Nana. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. So we have many tunes to be snoring tonight. My mother's in for a full and long evening of sleep with many tunes she could be snoring. I want to tell you, next week, we're going to celebrate again. Why can't we do two celebrations in two weeks? 
It's the 100th episode of Series 3. Yay! Wow. So we'll celebrate that as well. And we've got a camera rolling in the studio right now. We're going to be opening up some presents very shortly. And you're going to see the fun and frivolity for yourself in glorious Technicolor, Miss Morris. You said that wrong. It'll be our hundredth. Hundredth. <laughs> but I'm not from Birmingham. <laughs> Shut up! It's an inch. It's a Bobby Dazzler. Birmingham. Our it's amazing hundredth. to me that in Britain you only have to go a few miles and your accent completely changed. Yeah, wow. I know. In this country, you know, you could travel eight hours, nine hours, and the accent doesn't change. I know if someone comes from South London just by their accent, and I'm yeah. from East London, it's only the width of the Thames, which is about an eighth of a mile, That's but you suddenly funny. go two or three hours north to Birmingham, feeling very poorly, doodly. Hundred. Hundred. That's exactly where we are. We currently have a listening party. They're going to wave to us right now on Facebook. Hola. You can join that listening party because we're about to jump in feet first into a quiz that we call a lack of general knowledge, you can play along at home. You can test your knowledge, your wisdom, your wit, and the repartee against the people in the studio right now. The three of us sat here like a bunch of pilchards. But you can... Oh, did you take a drink then and spit some out? Don't. We have actually got some cocktails here as well, I might add. Yeah, it's a birthday one. Yeah, that's quite nice. got a strawberry sat in it. Look at that. Lots of fun and frivolity to be had. But if you join our listening party, you can join in with the fun... The jokes, the banter, it's currently taking place as we speak, right now. They were taking bets on our listening party last week. At what point in the show, I would say, bloody hell. Uh-huh. Really? Or the other one that's come out recently is, uh, I love this show. So someone's <sighs> got a stopwatch going at the moment, and someone would have won on the back of me saying that. Oh. But we are listening at the moment. Go to more questions than answers with... Adrian Lee. We had about four or five hundred comments last week. It was very, very successful. A lot of people getting together during a time of social distancing, hanging out, drinking, having fun, and just having a good time in general on there. So you're welcome to join us. But as convention dictates, we now approach rapidly the Martin sponsored seaweed covered trident gong of infinite knowledge with the fishy smells of facts and the sand between our toes of statistics. Stand back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that was a good one, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, except for I saw you grab the pig to start with. Like you what? were going to gong it with move. the pig. Gross. I had to move. <laughs> I will let you into a secret. That really isn't my mother snoring from the room next door. She's 4,000 miles away. That's actually Walmart's best dog chew toy in the shape of a pig. My mother often writes to me and says, why can't you be nice to me? But I did have to move my mother's snoring to access the gong. We are laden down with presents. There are many wondrous things sat in front of me on the table. We'll be opening those very shortly. Now, on this day, in 1937, Daffy Duck made his debut in Porky's Duck Hunt. So, fan of Daffy Duck? Do you like Daffy Duck? I share a birthday with Daffy Duck. (laughs) Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? It's my spirit, my spirit animals that Damn, it is fried chicken. So on this very day, in 1937, we're now entering into questions. The strange, the bizarre, the surreal on ducks. Never before seen in the history of MQTA radio. Do you like ducks, fan of ducks? I like ducks. Very cute. My parents used to keep ducks as pets when I was a child. They make very good pets. Now, points will be given. How many eyelids... Does a duck have? Nearest one will win the first points of the evening 
as we speak on Facebook on our listening Are party. Are we going per eye? Oh, God. Well, I <laughs> tell you, you what, give, them give, them me, give me singular and then give me plural. <laughs> what if one eye's got a different set to the other? <laughs> well, I'm going to say one per eye. Yeah, let's do that. Let's make it simple. How many eyelids does a duck have? And let's just stick with one eyeball. One juicy little blueberry. One per eye. Blueberry bulbous eye of love. You are saying one per eye. Yep. The duck has one eyelid per eye, just like you and me. Yes. Okay. It's a good answer. A duck's anatomy is a very interesting thing. Ducks have very unique and intricate anatomy. It's a very, very interesting thing to look at. They're very strange reproductive organs and intestines and all kinds of Livers. weird things. But I do like ducks. They're very cute animals. Aren't oh, they? wait. Three. <sighs> well, let Michelle have a go. What do you think, Michelle? <laughs> I'll say four. Okay. <laughs> Michelle has gone with four. It's like a game of poker here. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really there's nothing riding on this really. What are you gonna go with? You're gonna spread your chips liberally and put them on red and black? Yeah. What are you gonna go with now? Three. Do you want another go? Six. <laughs> Six pariah. Yeah. Twelve eyelids altogether. Yeah, it's crazy. Ducks have three eyelids. Pariah Miss Morris wins her first Thank you. quacky duck Thank points you. of the evening. She's on quack right now, so she's getting all these really well. Due to the shape of their eyes, they can also see near and far objects at the same time simultaneously, and they can see in colour. There's not many animals that can see in colour, but a duck should be able to recognise colours. But they do have three eyelids per eye. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. Why should you never worry about a duck standing out in the snow? Imagine the scenario. Winter in Minnesota. You look out of your window in the minus sub-zero tundra that is the Midwest Plains. You see a little duck standing out there, wrapped up in a scarf and gloves. Gloves would be pretty useless, really, wouldn't they? They wouldn't come in that handy. But he's got his feet. Sat in the snow, you've no need to worry. Why would you not need to worry, Miss Morris? Because his feet don't get cold. His feet do not get cold. And why would that be? Because they're feet. Because, <laughs> well, I've got feet and my feet get cold. They're not duck feet. They're not like web like yours either, are they? <laughs> she comes from a part of Minnesota where there's web feet. <laughs> so you do not have to worry about a duck standing out in the snow because... He has duck feet. He has duck feet. That's hardly an answer, is it? He has duck feet. Yes. Do you know why ducks have web feet? So they can swim. No, they have web feet to help them put out fires, apparently. Elephants have flat feet to help put out burning ducks. (laughs) No. No, it doesn't work. I thought that was fun. I'm not doing the wind noises. I like that joke. That's very funny. There's no nerve endings in their feet. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're having a decent answer. You're suggesting a duck is okay to stand out in the snow because it has no nerves in its feet. Yes. No sense, no feeling. You could not tickle a duck's feet. It wouldn't laugh. Correct. You can't lie in bed, tickle its feet, and it'd be (laughs) Wouldn't happen. Nope. Never seen it. Michelle, why do you not need to worry about a duck standing out in the snow? Well, I was going to say... They don't have blood vessels in there, but that doesn't make any sense. I got another one. Oh, my. 
It will. You, you ne- barely got your answer out of him. At least you had a chance this time. It will never sink in the snow because of its web feet, because they act like snowshoes. Like snowshoes. I went to a course once where we had to make dream catchers, and they were so bad, mine looked like a snowshoe. I borrowed the person's next to me, and I made it home in the snow without any bother. But it's amazing how a badly constructed dream catcher can, in fact, double up as a snowshoe. I'm going to give you both points, because you are both correct, believe it or not. They do not have any nerve endings or blood vessels in their feet, meaning they don't get cold. Huh. I know they've got claws on the end of their feet. I've been clawed by many a duck by picking them up. <laughs> it's true, like a vampire duck. <laughs> Leave me alone. Look, this was a brand new shirt. <laughs> oh, you've been a lion tamer. Unbelievable. But they've got sharp little claws as a duck. But yes, they have no nerve endings. Thank you. And no blood vessels in their feet. You both got the answer right between you. Today's a really good day for sport. In 1875, snooker or billiards was invented. Ever played a game of snooker, a game of billiards? Yes. If you're used to playing pool, the snooker table is huge. It's never-ending. I went to take a shot at the other end of the table and came back with an accent. You cannot believe how long a snooker table is if you've played pool all of your life. But snooker was invented in 1875 by a gentleman who was bored in the British Army and based in India. In 1869, the first baseball game took place today, and in 1897, the first Boston Marathon also took place. Huh. These are remarkable things, aren't they? They Can are you believe incredible. All of these things took place on the same day. So, wow. for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I'm going to stop myself there, because in actuality, this is the second time the second time, never before have we done a second time, I do not think. Oh boy, go the on. The strange, bizarre, and fascinating laws of Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, for crying. In Boston. Massachusetts has so many strange and bizarre laws that we're going to go through some more. Oh, oh good. So good. there's enough of them that we can get a second dip. We can dip our bread in the gravy twice. Good. Feeling confident? Yep. Perfect. At a wake in Boston, you are not allowed to eat what? There. You're at a wake. Bodies laid out. Auntie Barbara's never looked better. Did a good job there. Deviled eggs. (laughs) Devil. (laughs) There could be two reasons why you would not be allowed to eat deviled eggs at a funeral. One is the association with Satan, and the second is the impact that would happen after the event in a small confined space you're not allowed to eat that's very specific yeah and it's just deviled eggs yeah poached scrambled fried boiled all happy with that can't do deviled eggs oh do you like deviled eggs yes okay (laughs) morris has thrown her hat in the ring it is the deviled egg hat of satan what are you not allowed to eat at a wake in boston michelle Baked beans. But baked, when many wakes have you gone to where they've offered you baked beans? Are they There's individually baked beans and wakes? <laughs> Not any wakes. I like <laughs> what redneck wakes. I like the idea that this little cocktail stick with a bean on the end. Someone has put a individual bean <laughs> on a cocktail stick. Classy. Whoa! I was thinking plastic plates. <laughs> a big crock pot full of beans. Yep. Perhaps finger food, because you don't want anybody <laughs> having <Corpse> finger <laughs> food yeah, after they've juice. touched Grandma Joe. The corpse. Who's touching corpses at a wake? Me. 
You've done that, have you? A lot of people do. They what, give them hugs. They hold their hands. You do some crazy and strange things in this country. Lay in the coffin. Yeah, curl up in there. Wow. You've done some strange things over here, haven't you? I'm looking at you. You're as, suggesting why that after you? you've interfered with the corpse, finger food wouldn't be the way to go yeah. at a wake. Probably shouldn't do it. Mm-mm. Neither of you have got the right answer. It's more of a number than an actual food. I'm going to tell you the answer. Then why'd you say food? God. It is a food. You're not allowed to have this amount of sandwiches. It's sandwiches, but it's the number of them you're not allowed to Finger have. Finger sandwiches. <laughs> if you say egg sandwiches, I am swear to God, I'm going to come over there with the gong beater and give you a pounding with it. You'll the be beats. covered in contusions when I finish with you and the beats. She gets the beats. She gets the beats. She gets the beats. How many sandwiches are you Finger not allowed sandwiches. to have? Ten. You can't have over ten. You can't have over ten egg finger sandwiches. With a side of beans. Your task, if you wish to grab the slippery points, is to go lower or higher than ten. Four. You are correct. It's back to three again. I shall give you a couple of eggy points. You are not allowed to eat more than three sandwiches. One finger sandwich right now. Jeez. Wow, it's me birthday and I'm still... And you're giving me two, lovely. This is why we can't have guests in the studio. Happy birthday. If you wish to watch the video, you will see the nastiness I have to put up with. But yes, you are not allowed to eat more than three sandwiches at a wake in Boston. Hmm. We all discussed in the studio last week the best way to make a toasted sandwich. And I played Breville's Advocate. I can't do it. I still think that's funny. (laughs) I've started off doing the wind noises. I had to laugh. Send me aspirin. I'm not going to do it. That's funny. I don't care what anyone says. I'm making myself entertained. Oh, Jesus. You're not allowed to do this in Boston before you go to bed. Fart. It's always one with you. (laughs) No Dutch ovens. Hang on. Let me say me prayers. (laughs) That's got it. Get it all out. Yep. And then you just sit down on the night's fresh bed linen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the way. Yeah. Yes. Hang on, your grandmother's coming through. <sighs> That's terrible. So you're suggesting that in Boston you are not allowed to break wind before you go to yeah, bed. Yeah, it gives a bad aura. So you've got to save it up for when you're in bed. No, till the next morning. Charcoal bed sheets. Is that a thing? Can you get charcoal No, but you can get charcoal underwear, which is on its way for you. Yeah. (laughs) Happy birthday. Does that mean I can fart with gay abandon without worry and fear? Till the filter runs out. That's right. (laughs) Fills up. Look like a load in your pants. You did. (laughs) It seems to be going downhill for me rapidly. You did buy me some beanos several years ago. I did. Yes, and I ate them. And then what happened? Oh, you let one rip. And it smelt like... Crayons. Yes, a freshly opened <laughs> box of wax crayons. Weird. Every, every colour of the rectum. You um, were in a rainbow. Yes, we could have gone to Crayola World at the Mall oh, of America God, and mingled in very well. Don't, I could have sat bad. there, dropping my guts to my heart's content, without fear, retribution <sighs> or worry. It's so crayons. you're saying that you are not allowed in Boston to do this before you go to bed. And you're Fart. suggesting farting. Save it up for the morning. Yeah. What if you've had deviled eggs at Auntie Barbara's funeral? It'll just have to be absorbed. 
Wow. Michelle, what are you not allowed to do before you go to bed in Boston? Take a bath. How do you know such wonders? This is 100% true. I will give you a couple of extra splish splash points. You are now up to seven. I'm very impressed by that. Thank you. Yes, you're not allowed to have a bath before you go to bed in Boston. Also, this is on the books. You're not allowed to have a bath unless you get a doctor's prescription as well. They're set against bathing and bathing up there in Massachusetts. (laughs) I don't believe that. Correct. There, I tell you, you can look it up. There'll be MQTA. Must be an old law. There'll be Quinians looking this up. It's not Quinians. On our Facebook site (laughs) as we speak. What annual event is banned in Massachusetts? (laughs) You're singing. My singing is an annual event. I go to Boston. No, it's banned. It's banned full stop. <laughs> what annual event is banned? By the way, lots of people thought it was funny last week that I happened to mess up the first question. Yeah. First time I've messed up a question in eight years. Remarkable. I'm doing very well today. My reading skills have come back to me. Yeah. My motor neuron skills are firing. Synaptic links are... Mm being fired as well as we speak tea party you are suggesting that's an annual event too soon it's too soon (laughs) i can't do it anymore (laughs) so you're suggesting the annual event the tea party is banned yeah not allowed to do it why are they not allowed to do that why are they not allowed to throw tea in the harbor because it's not a good thing. It's a wasteful of tea. It is a waste of tea. And tea was it very expensive. It will make you cry. But yeah, that is there. A tear would be rolling down my leg as we speak if they were throwing tea away. That is true enough. Michelle, what annual event is banned in Massachusetts? Oh, God. What would you have on the calendar that would be an annual event? Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Let me tell you, if this helps you, this has been banned since 1659. So 4th of July is not going to work for you. But what would have been banned? And it's been in place since 1659. If you celebrate this, you're going to get a fine of five shillings, apparently. They'll come and say, pay up, five shilling fine. You should not be celebrating this. Jeez, it's got to be a, tea party. a religious thing. This show finishes in 45 minutes, so any kind hangings. of... That's an annual event, is it? <laughs> the, the Massachusetts hangings. The old hangings. Am I going to have to give this to you? It's Christmas. You are not allowed to celebrate Christmas. It's banned in Massachusetts. If you... S- I will find stuff to throw. Wow. For a fine of five shillings. No one dares tell Santa Claus, though, because he's got a black belt. Yeah. Mm-mm. What must be removed by law in Massachusetts <laughs> before engaging in a physical romantic encounter in the, the back be- in the bedroom? <laughs> the what? The black belt. <laughs> the oh, black belt by law <laughs> has to be removed before engaging in physical activity in the bedroom. <laughs> what if that's all you're wearing? <laughs> Creepy. A big coming naked. Let me slip into something more comfortable. It's a big buckle holding your guts in. Why? You look resplendent in that large black belt. Let me put out. In case it chase. Question nearly had me teeth out. 
That's terrible. What must be removed by law before engaging in physical romantic encounters in the bedroom, Morris? Your wedding ring. <laughs> Your wedding <laughs> ring. <laughs> I'm sure it was there when we started. Wow. Or your watch. <laughs> Is that a big fob watch that you slip in your pocket or your wrist your watch? Your Google watch, your so, Fitbit. So you're suggesting that you don't want to lose your reading ring or your wrist watch right. whilst engaging in physical encounters in the bedroom. Correct. Wow, that's some encounter you're having there, Miss Morris. Yeah, I know it happens. Where's my watch gone? Don't worry Terrible. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the alarm's going off. <laughs> Michelle, what do you have to remove? Your pants. Your pants. <laughs> your pants, you see? It's your false teeth. Apparently, they're considered a choking hazard. <laughs> For who? Yeah. For which one? For which one? Can you get me going? I'm not going there. Too soon. We'll do that joke at the top of the hour when we're off air. Uh, wow. Yes, you have to remove your false teeth by law. If you're engaging in the physical arts in Boston. <laughs> Great. Wow. I once put my granddad's false teeth under my pillow in the hope of hitting it big with a tooth fairy. <laughs> Did it work? <laughs> no, I should have also used my grandmother's teeth. And then I'd have had a mass of two sets. <laughs> Love this show. Oh, what are not allowed to ride in ambulances in Massachusetts? Will you stop it? <laughs> Seriously, I need aspirin. <laughs> or another drink. Oh. So, answers on a postcard. <laughs> P.O. Box 21, Wyndham. Aspirin. What are not allowed to ride in ambulances? Dalmatians. In the M word. Oh. That seems to be very specific. Dalmatians. Yeah, in what? case they jump off the fire truck into the ambulance. So, oh. pugs and uh, Dobermans and Dogs can't run in. Nope. So you're going, not just Dalmatians, you're spreading your chips over dogs. Yeah. Okay. Dogs are not allowed in ambulances in the M-word. Well, you're looking at me as if I'm mental. Okay, yes. Michelle, what are not allowed to ride in the back of ambulances? Squirrels and llamas. Well, Heather Morris has won <laughs> more points. It was, in fact, dogs. What made you think of that? You're cheating me or you're staring at me notes upside down? What? No. How can I? I'm 40 feet away from you per licensing instructions. Per <laughs> licensing instructions. Per the rules of the governor of Minnesota. Dems the rules. There yeah. are no rules. This isn't <laughs> Vietnam. Outrageous. It is, in fact, dogs. Sounds like the kind of rules a cat would put in place. Yes. I'd share that. Yeah, those dogs lying in the road. They've been hit by a car. Can't travel in the ambulance. There's a cat driving the ambulance. The paramedic is doing its nails with a file. That's what's taking place. What animals are you not allowed to have in the back of your car? Monkeys. You're going for a monkey. Is that a common occurrence in this country? I don't know. I wish I had one. Yeah. If I have to come back there and tell you one more time, <laughs> I swear I'm stopping the car. <laughs> Stop touching your sister. <laughs> He's touching me. <laughs> He's breathing on me. I want a little monkey. Monkeys are a pain. They're not house trained. They have to wear diapers. They will strip everything. You can't train a monkey. They bite you. I deal be up with a monkey every week. They'll be in the chandeliers. It's, again, just nothing but nastiness and meanness from <laughs> me. Happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. <laughs> so Morris has gone with a monkey. What are you going to go with, Michelle? Sheep. 
a badger. Okay. And uh What's this, Noah's Ark? Yeah, giraffe. Oh, well, and a bird. No, it's a gorilla. A monkey, I win! I think you'll find a gorilla is a whole new subspecies. You have apes and chimpanzees, monkeys. Gorilla is not a monkey. Let's put that straight out there. You were mean oh, to God. me. Why would I be flexible with the rules? By the way, have you seen how big a gorilla is? How are you getting that in the back of your Ford Fusion? How's that happening? How are you getting that in your test? A, mon- a gorilla? Are you seriously not going to give me points? <sighs> I'll give you half a point. How's that? You're now up to six and oh, a half. God. Don't stop throwing I'm going to give you half volume then. Oh. Okay, I'll just raise my voice in a very, <laughs> very un-British manner. Well, I'll give you a full point then. How's that? I'm good to you. Well, do you think a gorilla has ever said, I must go to the hardware store and get me some of that tube of human glue? No. You've read a tube of human glue, Michelle? Not that I know of. Not this week. No. Wow. There ends the strange, bizarre, and fascinating laws oh. of Massachusetts. Oh, for God's sake. That was then, but this is now as we enter our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag. Yay! We love the mailbag. We love getting your letters of support, your messages of encouragement. Most of them are sent to me on Facebook. Again, if you go to more questions... Then answers with Adrian Lee. You can write to your heart's content and I will read them out if they're positive and they're nice. The ones that aren't, I sent on my mother. Mm. Lynn, a good follower and supporter of the show in Wisconsin. Hello, Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Lynn. She has posted, thank you for brightening up my week. Oh. Love you all. Have a great weekend. She listens first on the Dark Matter Digital Network at 10pm Central Time every Friday night. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. I said last week we've not gone through the top 10 countries that have listened to the show last week. So Miss Morris is now, via modern technology, playing with the mouse as she brings up the screen that's going to give me the top 10 countries out of the 190 that listen to the show this week. Ready? Yes. I am. Let's run them down. Of course, it's the U.S. In number one. Followed by the U.K. Fantastic. Great Britain coming in a big number two. This is a bit of a surprise, and I think it's... It's normally Canada or Australia, isn't it? I think it's all because of me. Oh, Oh my. You've been looking at Filipino brides. No, it's... Japan. Oh. Arigato. When you're yeah. big in Japan. We're very big in Japan. You like Japan, don't you? You want to go to Japan? I do. And might I just say, I watched James May in Japan. And I love his little robot. If anybody wants to send me one, I would love you forever. His name is Robohan. Robohan. And I love him. Bim. Yeah. Hey, oh. Bim. Hey, Bim. Guess what? That James May documentary did six episodes on one of the platforms. What was it? Netflix or something? I, or Amazon. Amazon. Prime, Amazon. Yeah. It was Amazon, mm-hmm. wasn't it? He actually goes through Japan. James May was one of the presenters of Top Gear in Britain originally. Oh, it's brilliant. I love you him. you know that particular gentleman. So we're big in Japan, apparently. We are. Number three. That's a lot of expats in Japan and also a lot of military bases, I suspect. Yeah. It's I think there's beautiful. Americans listening in Military bases in Japan is where I think we are. It's beautiful. Number four is Ireland. Oh, oh Number hello. five is Canada, eh? eh? Nice, Canada. Number six is Singapore. 
Singapore. Oh. Yes. Number seven is Korea. Nice. A lot of uh, the Far East here, which is very impressive. Number eight is Norway. Back in the Far East. (laughs) Norway. Number nine is Poland. Mm -hmm. And number 10 is Australia. Wow. Come on, Australia. You've got to get in the top five. What's number 11, just for grins? Mexico. Anything in the top 20 that sticks out as being odd or strange? Puerto Rico. Where's Puerto Rico? In Puerto Rico. <laughs> I was going to say put a pin in it. What number is 12. They're 12, are they? Any other bizarre and strange no, in the top 10? No, just no. the usual suspects. So thank you to all of those countries for tuning in. Deanna has added, Hey guys, great show tonight. I'm wondering if there is a possibility that we can rename the awesome drinking game the Bell Bunk and Snork game as the Bell Bunk, Snork and Bloody Hell drinking game <laughs> where every time Adrian says bloody hell to spice things up a bit. I don't think you need any encouragement to be drinking more. No, I just drink. I'm constantly ringing the bell and we bunk. We're constantly bunking. Almost on a minute by minute basis. But yes. if you wish to play along with that, you do need not an excuse to drink. You can drink whenever you wish. Mm-hmm. You can catch us in our archives as well if you've missed the show on the Dark Matter digital network the last seven years of shows and as i said next week we have the hundredth episode of season three so there's about oh. 300 episodes on there wow. but you're more than welcome to go to our platforms miss morris talk about soundcloud and the places they can find us you can find us on soundcloud at mqta radio as well as itunes tune in spotify google play and all of the popular search Spotify, engines out there. Weasel. Uh, Froggy Winner caught in. Pick Prickly Pear. Pine Martin. Um, Cloverfield. Skin Tag Radio. Alien. We could be here sometime. Every single platform known to modern man, it's yes. available on. And we stay in the studio at the top of the hour. You have a good reason to go and find us in the archives because you're going to get an extra 20 minutes of filth. Yeah. We do around called Not For Your Mother, when we're searching the world's stories for the strange, bizarre, and the paranormal, we come across stories of a more adult Ooh. nature, a little bit racy, a little bit saucy, a bit cheeky. Yeah. We cannot read them out nope. on air. So we stay in the studio. If you go to any of our archives, any of those platforms, if you're on SoundCloud, go to MQTA Radio. That's what you're searching for. You will find an extra 20 minutes of filth. Some people say it's their funniest and best part of the show. We can be a little bit more risque, can't we, during that 20 minutes. But if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart or write a review. Say good job, guys, something like that, if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, or any of those platforms that require a reviewer can have that opportunity. Hillary has posted, I'm still catching up in the archives. And today at work... Episode 134 of Season 2 had me in tears from laughing so hard. Oh, no. It's awesome. I wonder which one that was. Yeah, I'm now interested. People go to Episode 134 of Season 2 and let me know. Which one that was. What joys and delights we managed to spring forth on the general public for that episode. Oh, boy. (laughs) Talk about Patreon as well before we leave the mailbag section, Miss Morris. What can they do to donate to the show? Because our incomes have been stopped. I don't have any book signings at the moment. I have no psychic readings. I have no events. I have no expos. We are reliant solely on the public, donating to the show to make it happen. So talk about Patreon for everybody. Well, Patreon is a place where 
for a dollar, you can listen to all of the episodes first before anyone else, before they get posted on SoundCloud and all those other fun platforms. You'll also be able to get episodes that have never been aired and episodes that we're planning on in the future for just Patreon. Also, you'll be able to see fancy videos that we have up there. Yes, we're waving to the camera in the studio right Hola. now because we're on the verge of opening up some gifts. And we want <gasps> that are we? to be shown. Yes, indeed, we are. Yeah. Now, we've been sent lots of gifts. There was Easter. Yeah. There was my birthday. There's the 100th episode pending next week. Yeah. And we've been sent lots of chocolates. Deanna and Catherine have sent us chocolates. We've got peeps. We've got jelly seen beans. I have chocolates. Thank the you. Peeps. I'm only trying to help you, sweetheart. Just saying. <sighs> so we have some gifts in front of us as well from Thanks. Lisa and John. Thank you, Lisa. Thank John. you. Love so you. This is very, very kind of you. We've had these in the studio a couple of weeks now, and I didn't want to open them too early. But I think today would be a really good day to open them. Yes. Can we? Yes, let's go with the blue one first. So we've got a nice... All right, We've all got one it. each. It's got fabulous blue... I'm doing it. ...wrapping paper. Oh, I say. <gasps> oh, my God! Oh, my goodness! Sexy lingerie. Yeah! Ooh. Oh, oh, my God! This is awesome. How cool is that? They're blankets. <gasps> what have you got, Miss Morris? So, Michelle... Wow! Chewy. I got Chewy. Heather's got a blanket that's got Chewy on it. That's just, I that's love just him. a joy. Michelle's got a blanket with Baby Yoda. Have you seen what chewy. I've got? Oh nice. my god! Amazing. You're kidding me. I have me. a Ghostbusters blanket. I'm holding this up to the oh, camera right it's now. It's a Chewy. How cool that is. That's chewy. very. Very kind of you. That's fantastic, isn't it? Look at that. It's nice and soft as well. So nice. Now, Beautiful. Thank I have you a card. so much. We have a second gift. Lisa has been very generous oh my. to us. I've got a nice card I'm about to open up. It's got fabulous yellow envelope. And the winner is... For best supporting co-star, <laughs> Heather. It's not you, Morris. I can tell you that straight now. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Happy 50th birthday, Lisa oh. and John. Wow, 50 years is a long time. Do you realize that when you were a kid, a stream was something you found in the woods, not what you did a weekend? A flat screen just kept bugs out of the house. Wow. A cell phone was what you used to make one phone call from jail. An airbag <laughs> was some guy who talked too much. Digital computing was counting on your fingers. Free range was a sign on trash day. High-speed access was an on-ramp to the freeway. Keyless entry was something only cat thieves did. Surfing was something done on a board in the ocean. And a birthday was something you actually look forward to. There's a little cat on the front of there. Now, we all have a gift each as well. So we'll go for our second gift. I'm feeling very special today. Me too. You are special. Thank you. Get your helmet. We're going for a ride. What is it? Oh, my God. Oh my god, I love this. I have a book. Wow. How cool is that? It's awesome. I have a book. It's a very large book. It's a good couple of inches oh thick. It says god. the book of unusual knowledge. I got the book of useless information. That's perfect for you. What I have got, you got the Morris? book of weird and unusual trivia. Yay. How to be funny. Wow. Oh. First thing I do with any book is sniff it. Am yeah. I unusual? Is that bizarre? Oh my God! This is amazing. Smells good. That's fantastic. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lisa and John. I think they're a little unhappy with all the facts and the the 
fantastic uh, statistics we read out on a regular basis. That's very, very kind of you. I have my own books out, of course. If you're sat at home in quarantine and you wish to have a good read, you can go to Amazon or any good bookshop. I have Mysterious Minnesota, Mysterious Midwest. If you're into ghosts, history, hauntings, how to be a Christian psychic. I've got books on UFOs, all kinds of wondrous things. Look up Adrian Lee on Amazon and they'll be there for you. If you wish to listen to a chapter of a steampunk novel, I have written a Victorian detective steampunk novel. It's comedic. There's a couple of chapters for free. So if you type in on YouTube, Adrian Lee, Victorian steampunk, you will find those for yourself and everything's free and you can enjoy those as well miss morris you've opened up your book in a random spot and you look like you're about to burst with happiness i did because it's hilarious i just have to read this to you do it do you want help with the long words bad ads are you ready i'm ready for bad ads (laughs) it says nice parachute never opened used once slightly stained (laughs) <laughs> Lovely. Had trouble getting the blood out, did they? Another one said, joining nudist colony, must sell washer and dryer, 300 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very kind for you. We now enter the second round of the show, which is Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we do not do orbs. Drinkers terrorized by sex-mad ghosts at haunted 300-year-old Britpop. Quick, let's get on Airbnb and we'll get going. (laughs) Malevolent and frisky ghosts have been terrorising visitors to a 300-year-old lockside pub in Scotland, staff claim. Self-opening doors, sinister laughter, mysterious bruises, moving objects, orbs and unexplained sexual bumping in the night have all plagued those brave enough to stay at the Drover's Inn at the northern tip of Loch Lomond. So that's the, just the tip in then. The testimonies of those no. who have stayed and worked at the 18th century Stop. inn, one of the <laughs> oldest pubs in Scotland, are the stuff of local legend. The premises were long used by Highland cattle merchants who used to drive their cattle down the side of a lock to the markets in the lowlands. Much of the decor and furniture from that period remained the same, and if the tales are to be believed, its old inhabitants have never really left, with guests in one room regularly claiming to be disturbed and even pinched in the night. The ghostly bumping sounds are so loud, visitors have even mistaken them for people having sex. Ghostly bunking sounds. You are bunking the story, Miss Morris. Wherever you are in the world, whether it be Japan, Singapore or Mexico, you are now allowed to take a shot of your drink. It's a scary place at night, says Yvonne McStravick, 38, the venue's social media manager. I have slept in the haunted room, and I haven't slept a wink. But one night, me and my husband, we'd been in the jacuzzi room. Strangely, I slept really soundly. But in the morning, I woke up and I was covered in bruises. But funniest story (laughs) has to be when a customer complained about hearing guests in a room next door getting amorous. For several hours. The rhythmic bangs were so bad that the couple got no sleep, says Yvonne. They even suggested that there were more than two people in the room. <laughs> well, it is Scotland. Oh, boy. Reception were very confused when they checked the room plan, as there had been no other guests even staying <laughs> on that side of the building. So we think it must have been the ghosts getting some sweet 
loving. A residual haunting from a honeymoon in 1834, no less. This gives me a fright, or only things going bump in the night. <laughs> As Miss Morris opens another can of beer. You couldn't wait, could you? I you couldn't wait. <laughs> things that go in the night as Morris reaches for another beer. What's wrong with you? You couldn't wait a second. Happy birthday. So, Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? I've got a lot. I bet oh. you do. You've probably seen people hiding in the bushes and wearing all kinds of silly disguises in order to go outside without being stopped by police. But now you can add faking death to a list of things people have resorted to in order to circumvent the coronavirus huh. lockdown. Play dead. Go outside, play You'll dead. You'll be to lay down and play dead. Yes. Just like in Italy, India imposed nationwide lockdown from last Wednesday to fight the spread of the coronavirus pandemic, which left many citizens stranded hundreds of kilometers away from home with no way to return. That was the case of Hakim Din. A 70-year-old villager from, oh my god, Poonch. Poonch. How are we spelling that today? P-O-O-N-C-H. Poonch. 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 I'm going to punch you in the mouth. You're going to get a poonch. You are going to get a poonch. Wow, violence again. Uh, Well, it's in India's disputed Kashmir region. Oh, He was being treated for a minor head injury at the hospital in Jammu, a few hundred kilometers away from home when the lockdown was enforced, and he started looking for ways to get back. When an ambulance driver suggested that he play dead in order to get past checkpoints, he jumped, or should I say, (laughs) died at the opportunity. (laughs) According to Poonch Superintendent of Police, Ramesh Gang... I thought it said Gangrel... Mrs. and Mrs. Gangrene. <laughs> Din and three others managed to get past several controlled checkpoints by lying perfectly still under white covers. Don't move. Don't move. <laughs> don't breathe. You don't breathe. Don't move. I think he's looking. Don't blink. The covers are, the covers are slightly parachuting from their yeah. breath. Oh, my. From their breath. From their breath. Okay. Not from... Yeah. From their pooch. From their pooch. <laughs> the ambulance driver also misled authorities by showing them fake death certificates from the hospital. Huh. However, at the last checkpoint before oh. they reached home, right before, just before, the ambulance was stopped and the dead bodies were inspected. Oh. Come here, Mr. Dead Man. How many times has that worked for you? All the time. Mm hmm. A policeman there oh, we go. immediately we figured out that <sighs> the men lying covered inside the ambulance Mr. Bond. could not be dead. They no. were breathing. <gasps> and there was a dog in the back of the ambulance, and that was banned as well. Poor dog. Very play dead. Roll over. Don't mm-hmm. breathe. At all. Don't breathe. The men were arrested and quarantined separately after that. The superintendent added, they are now facing charges of cheating and defying the government's 
prohibitary, prohibit. He, you know what I'm trying to say. No clue. Not Dad. even from the first sentence. <laughs> Orders. <laughs> wow. Bad. Play dead. Okay. Don't, don't breathe. Are we done? We come on. You want points for that, do you? Give me points. I'll give you a single point. <laughs> You're a very lucky woman. One village has taken a novel approach in the battle to keep people at home during the coronavirus lockdown. Kepar village in Indonesia has been haunted by ghosts recently. Mysterious <laughs> white figures jumping out and unsuspecting passers-by, <laughs> then gliding off under a full moon sky. What happened to the werewolf? <laughs> werewolf? <laughs> How do you answer what happened to the werewolf? When it's not in the st- I don't know. There is no werewolf. <laughs> Where did you check? I don't. The village. She's making up her own stories in her head. The werewolf went home and was very happy. He had an early night, but no bath, unfortunately. He took his teeth out before though. The village on Java Island has deployed a cast of ghosts to patrol the streets, hoping that age-old superstition keep people indoors and safely away from the coronavirus. Volunteers Derry Satyawan, 25, and Septian Fabrianto, 26, have been pictured sitting on a bench as they play the role of Poo Kong, or Shroud Ghost. Do you want to play the role of Poo Kong? Only in Poonch. Nope. To make people stay at home during the coronavirus lockdown. You could kill someone, couldn't you, if you jumped out yeah. pretending to be a ghost late at night, trying to keep people indoors? Oh. We wanted to be different and create a deterrent effect because Poo Kong, a spooky and scary, said Anjar Pankaningitis, head of a village youth. There's I'm, a cream for that. Apparently. <laughs> topical, take it two Shots. times a day for external <laughs> use only. Pankaginitis, I tell you, that's his name. Head of a village youth group that coordinated with the police on the unconventional initiative to promote social distancing as the coronavirus spreads. Mm. Known as Pukon, the ghostly figures are typically wrapped in white shrouds with powdered faces and cold rimmed eyes. I'm guessing they get a bit of coal and they oh. put it around your eyes to make them look bad. In Indonesian folklore, they represent the trapped souls of the dead. Or the night shift, as we call them in the US. (laughs) But when they first started appearing this month, they had the opposite effect. Instead of keeping people in, they brought people out to catch a glimpse of the apparitions. I said this last week when you talked about that dialect going through the streets of Robin Hood Bay up in North Yorkshire. And I said, I bet more people come out to see the dialect than they would actually stay indoors. The organisers have since changed tack launching surprise Pukong patrols with village volunteers playing the part of the ghost. Do you want a surprise Pukong? Not tonight. Maybe later. Surprise Pukong or too late I'm gone. You decide go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Oh, so spooky. A man working at an empty school in the dead of night believes he has captured spooky voices crying in the darkness oh i'm so sad wow it's almost like you were there <laughs> honestly it brought a lump to my throat 
The man shared the heart-stopping clip on Reddit and explained that a storm had knocked out the power of the building the night before he returned to work. In the spooky footage, he walks along a dark hallway with a flashlight while following a sound. He looks around and peeps into the men's toilet nice. <laughs> before heading towards a common area. The man stands in the middle and pans the camera left and right before an eerie hum followed by a beep is heard. I can't see nothing. That sounded like the beginning of Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> what voice was that? Come on, man, boys, you're from a Perfect. He then abruptly stops filming and turns off the camera. The Reddit user explained his post, Working by myself in a closed, empty school the other day, I heard something out in the hallway. A storm had knocked out the power in the building, but I had my flashlight on, so I, re- I started recording. It sounded like a group of people crying. I was glad my work was done, so I left. I'm out of here. Done. (laughs) The clip has received hundreds of... Hundreds! Hundreds! (laughs) You'll be coming Birmingham through osmosis. Uh, ...of upvotes since being posted, with viewers quick to offer their thoughts on what they thought the sound was. That's the sound in movies you hear before whatever is going to kill you, kills you. Nice. (laughs) Another commented, that's some Ghostbusters stuff right there. That ain't no wind. That ain't no wind, boy. (laughs) Wind, I'm wind. (laughs) A fourth added, sounds like a piece of equipment shutting down or was trying to start back up, but it didn't have any, had the power. It didn't have the will. Couldn't be bothered. If you wish to see the strange, spooky voices from the story, go to our Facebook site for questions and answers. Stop looking at me! With Adrian Lee. Don't look at me. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you've come to find us in our archives. So thank you for making the effort. We really appreciate that. Why not cut and paste the link and tell the whole wide world on your social media that you're now listening to the only paranormal news quiz show Anywhere in the world. People say that this is their funniest and favourite part of the show, which says more about them than it does about us. But these are the stories from around the world, laden with filth, sauciness, sexual intrigue. They're the stories we find that we cannot read out on air, otherwise we would get a hefty fine and would probably get banned as well, I would suggest. Yes. So you have been warned, if your mother's of a nervous disposition, if you've got young minors in the room now would be the time to usher them outside into the yard. High-cut cozies. Do you know what a cozie is? No. Costume. It is. It's a swimming costume. If you hear a Brit saying, get your cozy on, it's short for swimming costume. Oh. Like a bikini or a or one... What do you call it with only one? One piece. A one piece. I'm not an expert <laughs> on women's swimming attire, am I? Well, maybe I am. Mankini. I'm not... Christ, that was like trying to squeeze two bowling balls into a marble bag. I'm not doing that again. Unbelievable. The amount of stress and weight that placed on my shoulders as well. I had a stiff neck for a week. High-cut cozies are one of the most daring swimwear trends of the moment. They're loved by celebrities and influencers from Chloe Ferry to Gabby Epstein. No idea. Who were apparently celebrities and influencers. Who knew? 
but what does the general public make of them? Laura, who runs the Knee Deep in Life blog, gave the trend a go by parodying a picture she spotted of the model Madison Brook. Replicating the look proved to be pretty painful, with the mum joking that the skimpy fit cut her vagina in two. She's not wrong. Two for the price of one. She looked a bit like curly. These... She's one of these women that parodies the models. Show where the models do these ridiculous poses. Yeah. And then she's obviously middle-aged of a normal-sized woman, if you like, trying to then replicate the ridiculousness of the poses. She added that her curves would have spilled out if it wasn't so, for some boob tape. Is boob tape like a special thing or is it like duct tape? Can you? Where would one get it's, boob tape? I have some. It's double-sided, isn't like it? Like gorilla tape. Yeah, it's double-sided. You've got... Gorilla tape to keep your boobs in place, have you? You don't do gorilla tape, but you do do boob tape. I have never seen boob tape available. Boob Where tape. would you go? Like Menards or... No! Uh, an apparel shop. An apparel shop. Yeah. Or, or like material store. So I could go into tape. Victoria's Secrets and say, give me some of that there boob tape. Maybe you could use it on your wang. <laughs> and then like tape it to a leg. Well, yes, it does tend to get away from me on occasions. I just tuck it in my sock like everyone else. That's what normally happens. Laura shared the side-by-side snaps with her one million followers. So if we want one million followers, you've got to get yourself into a... you got to get your mankini out. Apparently. And then split me difference. Yes. I thought someone was crocheting you one. Um, I think Barb... You were going to get a crocheted mankini? No, this has got away from me rather quickly. Barbara who lives in Sambourne, north of Wyndham, where we live here in Minnesota, said that she'd knitted me a top hat, like crocheted me a top hat. There was no talk of a mankini. That would be, A, it would be itchy. And it would shrink. B, the moment you get in the water, everything disappears and you'd come out. And also, as you're coming out of the water, wouldn't you be hanging down by your knees somewhere as it gets heavy and sodden? Isn't that where it normally hangs? That's where, (sighs) it was a lady on Oak Island. There's a lady on Oak Island who's going to crochet me a mankini. Yes. I'm losing my grip on the day. Any moment, I'll be due back on planet Earth. She captions the post, Google goals, bikini time. When it's less sun out, guns out, and more cloudy with a chance of windy pubic hairs. I think that was Milton or Keats that she's referencing there. Uh. I'm currently sporting the only shaved half my chuff look. A bit like Two-Face. Pretty sure Harvey Dent is now the new name for my vagina. Would you call your VJJ Harvey Dent? Before or after? Yeah, the, the old HD. <laughs> the Riddler. <laughs> the Joker. Poison Ivy. I, do, I don't think it, the way to go is calling your lady parts by Batman villains. <laughs> the Penguin. My ex would have been Mr. Freeze. <laughs> oh... I thought that was funny. (laughs) Laura went on to share what her husband thought of the skimpy swimwear look. Steve said, that's exactly what I want to see. Sucking on an overpriced ice lolly (laughs) at the local splash park. (laughs) Shouting at the kids, praying you don't bend over and offer a full anal cavity search. Well, I pretend not to be married to you. He's gone into a lot there, hasn't he? That's funny. He's covered quite a lot He's there. He's good. The mum sarcastically added, 
Nothing like masking taping your tits, only to find out how that sticks to you like shit to a blanket. But my areolas have a wide girth to them, and so those effers need more than cheese wire to hide them. Wow. My neighbours were either eating dinner as this photo was taken, or well and truly put off food for life when I literally rolled my way back into the house like a chubby Indiana Jones trying to go unseen. Laura's post has racked up 25,000 likes and thousands of comments. I'm uh, sure. And Manny said the parody post has cracked them up. One responder wrote, you are fabulous. There is nothing that makes me cackle like an old witch more than your posts. Thank you, my lovely. It is much needed right now. Another added, you are an inspiration to all women who have no body confidence. Keep it up. Split me in two, or I am through. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. I say good for her. Yep. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you will see the large, middle-aged woman trying to get herself into a swimsuit like a bikini model. And to be fair, the one piece that she was in literally was about the size of a mankini. Just a couple of tea bags with a bit of string, really. Yeah. Like Lady Death would wear if we're going to go back to the superhero you characters. You leave her alone. I love her. You love Lady Death, do you? I has her comics. You've got a little model of Lady Death as well, haven't you? I do. An action figure. Yes. And Lady. Purgatory. Yes. These are things I'm unaware of. Purgatory. You have a collection, don't you, of comics? You're a bit of a buff when it comes to comic books. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favourite? All of them. Fair enough. That makes an interesting and fun show. Michelle... <laughs> What have you got for me tonight in the round of Not Your Mother? It might seem like fun and games having the whole family stuck indoors, but truthfully, it can cause a strain on sex lives. As the stress of coronavirus has caused libidos to decrease, now is a perfect time to prioritize your sex life. Yep, put it to the top of your list. Yep. Couples and sex therapist Isaiah McKimmy say it's time to make or break many relationships. So intimacy is very important right now. I thought we weren't allowed to be within six feet of one another. So how's intimacy important now? These are people that are are living in the same house. But it can be difficult for some parents to keep the flames alive in the bedroom, especially when they've got kids running around the place. Mums have shared their brilliant sex tips in a candid post on whim, which include changing bedtimes and setting alarms. I don't think it's that provocative. What's setting an alarm or putting the kids to bed early? <laughs> yeah. It's only three in the afternoon. <laughs> Shut up and get to bed. But so it's light out. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. So now you won't have an excuse to get down and dirty while the kids are indoors. First one is putting the kids to bed a little earlier. If you can't make it past 10 p.m. most nights, why don't you just put the kids to sleep a little earlier? Why aren't the kids in bed before 10 p.m.? Exactly. Angela, 37, said that she and her other half have started to put their kids to bed one hour earlier at 7 p.m. The trouble with that is they then get up an yeah, hour earlier at, at 5 the other in the end. That's yeah. right, banging on the door. <laughs> she added, they can't tell the difference, and it means we still have some energy in the tank to do it. So far, it's working. You'd change all the clocks in the house, wouldn't you, and trick them? Yeah, tricky. 
They're evil. Evil. <laughs> don't forget to set an alarm. If you're an early bird, then why don't you just try and sneak in a steamy session early? Amira, 32, suggested putting an alarm on early in the morning to have a quick romp before the kids wake up. Isn't that kind of unromantic? Isn't it a case of beep, 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 quick, time to put out. It's time. Uh, it's not, Go. It's, it's not. Go. You've got two minutes. Go. No, no, it's not fun. It's it's like, hurry up. I got shit to do. You're right. Dee, 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 dee. Wake up. Wake up. I'm semi-rubbery. It's ready to go. <laughs> oh, God. I really don't want to talk about Earthworm Jim. No. Lovely. That's not very nice. Jim. Wow. Take advantage of the cot. Okay. Tiffany, 29, and her partner are using their baby's cot to their advantage at what? the moment. <laughs> what about That's the baby? That's what I thought when I first <sighs> went through reading it. She explained, we're lucky to be in the position where our child is young enough that he cannot escape the cot. So they're doing it on the cot with the no, baby next to No, they put the baby in the cot. Right. Because he can't like get out. They've basically <laughs> caged the thing. It's caged. We feed it meat on a stick through the bars. <laughs> That's what dog kennels are for. Just throw them in there. Don't let it get your arm. It's got me arm. Don't feed it after midnight either. You've been watching the... Lion King, you're out of the Tiger King, Lion King. I don't know what's going on in the world. Daytime sex is totally off the cards at the moment. Although I'm thinking we could put nap time to better use if only we weren't so tired. Wow. And lastly, don't forget to use the TV. Oh, as a distraction? Yes. Let me put a video on for you. Uh -huh. Distracting your children by putting on their favorite telly. Caligula. Is a no-brainer. <laughs> Hang on, there's an old VHS copy of The Exorcist, kids. Me and your mother will be back in 10 minutes. Yeah. And a little trick that Gemma, 33, likes to do. She's Drug like, them. Mm -hmm. We plunk our two kids down in front of the TV for a movie and quiet time in the middle of the day. Then we run off to the bedroom to have sex while their attention span lasts. The trouble with that is you make an association and fire some synaptic links. So every time you put them down in front of Frozen and then you go off and do it, bit of how's your father every time you then hear the music for frozen wherever you are in the world you get an erection hmm. you've made the connection synaptic <laughs> links are very difficult to break once they've been formed nyquil smoothies oh. nyquil smoothie what color is that green <laughs> yeah or blue get that yeah. down yeah <laughs> you like the cherry smoothie i'll make you one of those too you're good to me mum uh, smell this rag. <laughs> I'm not smelling that rag. It made my ass sore last time. Don't you have to blow your nose? Just a smell this little. rag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smell my handkerchief. <laughs> not again. God, I couldn't ride a bike for a week the last time I smelt your handkerchief. Yeah. Terrible to do. Wow, Miss Morris, yes. what have you got for us last in the round of not? your mother well being stuck in lockdown with your other half might have seemed like fun and games at the beginning but now many are bickering over the smallest things and in all honesty have just about had enough if you're feeling this way know that you're definitely not alone as one instagram account is highlighting just how many are struggling oh you little strugglers during the coronavirus lockdown, a woman named Meg Zukin 
has been collecting and sharing some of the funniest and most heartbreaking reasons couples have been arguing on Instagram. Oh, tension, tense, nervous headache. She named the whole thing the Social Distance Project, and because it's proving so popular with people, she's using the project to raise vital funds to help those affected by coronavirus. And if you take a look at some of the messages she's being sent, it's clear to see there's plenty of drama. So I have a few here. Would you like to hear some? Most definitely. Okay, one says... I haven't spent this much time at home with my husband in five years. I have convinced myself that all of his farts are just my phone vibrating. It's the only thing holding us together. (laughs) Hang on. Your mother's coming through. Your mom's on the phone. Oh, God. Gross. She can't take it anymore. Hang on. It's Uncle Terry. His gas has done it. It's done her in. Another said... My boyfriend has turned me into my nagging mother. Jonathan, why are those crumbs on the counter? Jonathan, why are all the cabinets open? Jonathan! His name's Dave, I might add. Why are your clothes on the floor? Jonathan, turn the lights off. It's daytime. You know you're in trouble when you're called Jonathan rather than John, right? Yeah, yeah. You, it's just like Adrian Edward. Yes, the middle name comes out, doesn't yes. it? Yes. I know. Michelle Aloysius Obadiah. Aubergine. Aubergine Corey. She got given that name when she was at school. Aubergine Clementine. Yeah. Peaches. Aubergine Peaches. Mm. That's a hashtag, isn't it? It's a stripper name. Day three. My boyfriend got so angry at me for drinking a sip of his water that he got into a huge fight and I made him sleep outside in his car. There's plenty more in the faucet. Speaking to Good Morning America. I can't America. help thinking that argument over taking a sip of oh, someone's water has a bigger, yeah, wider context. It's never that about was, the water. That was a straw. That, that was, was the last straw. straw. That, was the, that was the tip of his iceberg. Well, the tweet that ended up going viral and kind of kicking this whole thing off was really made as an offhanded joke. How quickly people started sending me stories. I was expecting that, but all of a sudden it became out of control. I've probably received 3000 to $4,000 in donations Wow! from predominantly $1 donations in three to four days. Wow. Whilst many of the posts are funny, there are also plenty of heartbreaking ones being sent in about couples breaking up but continuing to live together because they have to during quarantine. <laughs> They've got no choice. I know. Well... These are actually um, stories to act as a comfort to those that are experiencing similar struggles during lockdown, so they know that they're not alone. But I just thought it was funny that farts are actually... Anytime your partner farts, it's just your phone vibrating. But I can understand that, how things are getting probably a little annoying. Oh, I mean, yeah, you can't get away from each other. Not no, for long. No, no. You've got to remember as well that a lot of people are living in one-bedroomed apartments and the like. Oh, yes. Oh, God, in New York, can you imagine? Those little apartments. I wonder, the size of our studio, how much you would pay for that in New York as an apartment. Probably a lot. I would say Just so. Just the studio. And we've even got a corner to do our business in. I've never done it. Have Ten, you? What, my business? Fifteen years ago, my 
sister-in-law's apartment in New York City was in an old tenement building. Right. And it was about as big as our studio. Right. I think it was $1,200 a month rent controlled. And that was when? 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Oh. Yeah. Well, we're living in Minnesota in the Midwest prairies. Yeah, so we get a lot. You get a lot for your money because no one wants to live in Minnesota. No, and it floods. And it's cold. And it's cold. And there's an owl in the dark in an owl. And we have mosquitoes. <laughs> yes, and many other things like jiggers and, and stuff ticks. that swims up your bottom. Yeah, there's everything out there to Fanny kill you. Fanny Bitchweed. Fanny, <laughs> yes. The land of fanny tickweed and... Cockleburs. Lovely. Wow. Social distance fun or let me fetch a gun? You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let's look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead batteries. Myself, who managed to score a rather miserable birthday four. I get two nights in Scotland with an amorous ghost in the jacuzzi room, so not all bad. In second place tonight, scoring eight and a half points is Heather Morris. She gets (gasps) one night in Scotland and a punch in the pooch and a game of playing dead. Dang you. So uh, probably better off being third at that point, I would suggest. (laughs) In resplendent first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera is Michelle, who gets herself a rather lofty nine. She gets no nights in Scotland, a poo-con attack, and a peek into a men's toilet with someone crying. <laughs> Do not like a normal Friday night. Exactly. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee. And don't forget, you can join us on Tuesday as well. Every Tuesday at 8pm Central Time, we listen to The Curse of Oak Island. We have a watch party, so you can join us there as well this Tuesday and enjoy some of the fun and frivolity. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Yaton Drainer, Michelle Corey, and all at the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. You've been listening to more questions than answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. With your host, Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting. Thank you for all of my birthday wishes. I shall see you next week. Good night. Happy birthday, Adrian. Happy birthday. Thank you so much, everyone.